to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 395 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life during Maori Week. Maori Week. And we're going to start this off with a karakia. So I'm going to give this a go now. Tuie ranga, tuie raro, tuie wahu, tuie roto, tuie tihera tangata, karonga tipo, taronga te au, haumai e, huie taikie. That's very good. You, yeah. Can you uh, explain what that means? It's basically, as I understand it, uh, welcoming everybody in and uh, sort of setting the scene or the the, uh, the space for us to be concentrating and, and working together. It's about a unity thing. Nice. So I always thought that karakia was all about you know prayer or religion mm. or whatever, but uh, basically, because we've been doing a bit of this this week at work, uh, we're doing a karakia at the beginning of every meeting and the end of every meeting, or, or the beginning of the first meeting of the day and end, yeah. at the end of the end meeting of today. So um, yeah, I thought we'd do it for, for this today, um, but it's, it's more about just getting focused for a, a combined thing. So there we go. An amazing podcast is what we're getting focused for. Yes. I don't even know where we want to start. Let's talk about a movie we went and saw last week. We did mention it. We went and watched North Spur. North Spur, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're going to leave me to start this. No, I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can leave. Oh, go for uh, it. North Spur is a New Zealand low-budget film. I think the budget was about $180,000. It was filmed in... Um, Blenheim. Blenheim. I will read you the... I o- Over 21 shooting days, I believe it was. Oh, okay. That yeah, sounds yeah, about uh, right yeah. for a film where you probably roped in a bunch of people to help you out. Uh, I will read you the IMDb summary. 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 So, uh, and then we'll talk about it. And uh, yeah. In a violent post-pandemic world, a peace-loving man is forced on a desperate journey to find life-saving drugs for his wife. But to get them, he must first help an ornery old man defend his cabin against all comers. That's the gist of this movie. Now, this movie... (laughs) I I got it. No, let's start with some good stuff. The... Overall oh, no. concept was cool. I oh, know. I'm going to start with some good stuff. It held my attention the whole movie. True. I didn't find my mind wandering. I was really invested to find out what was going on. I think it was shot very well. I liked yep. how it was shot. I think that there was some great acting in it, but it also felt like there was two movies at the same, not at the same time, but there was two type of genres going on and they didn't really lean into one or the other. So it didn't really end up playing as well as it could have. Yep. Uh, the dramatic side of it I thought was pretty good. I think some of the male actors were really good. And then on the other hand, we had some uh, performers that weren't as good, but a bunch of rando extras with some people that must have had some random weapons to use <laughs> uh, or parachutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, I felt that the... At the beginning, they must have shot it in order because the beginning of the film, some of the acting was a bit stilted. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be painful. But but they got over that fairly quickly in the movie. So I assume they shot sort of in, in Almost order. Almost in sequence. In sequence uh, through. And, and that beginning part, they weren't very confident yet. But by the end, they were they were, they were were good. There was a bit of a mismatch with uh, some of the actors uh, being at different intensity levels um, yeah. at, at various points. Which- I think they could have almost lent into, like, um, I think to get more people to watch it, 
or to have it have more mass appeal, even like many years later, they should have lent more on a comedy aspect and lent into the random stuff and just gone funny gore, maybe. I'm not yep. sure. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, Adam said that. He said, uh, we, we talked to Adam afterwards, and he, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but as I understood it, he said... Um, he said they made a film. Yeah, no, that's not what I meant. They, he said they um, they treated the funny bit seriously and they treated the serious bit funny. And yeah, that was, sort of, I know. That was pretty... Out of whack a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, good effort. Um, and like it, you said, technically, well shot, good sound. The, like, technically, it was pretty good. Yeah. Adam was a bit iffy about... Uh, the fake fire on the cabin at the beginning, and I'm, I, I looked and went, oh, I didn't even notice. No, nah, I didn't really <laughs> so, notice that one. So I didn't notice it. So I don't think it was that bad. Um, I, I did have my own personal um, thing about firing submachine guns at that shack in the that the it was like guy. a rail gun. That <laughs> guy turned up. It would have. That, that shack would have been matchwood, and they're in the shack hunkering down behind the windowsills. So I'm like, that, those machine gun bullets be going through the whole shack, and you too, buddy. They but definitely anyway. had a bunch of firepower. <laughs> uh, I don't know who was in charge of that, but it was great. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. It was good to check out a New Zealand film and support it because this is what happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. I, I think it was good. Hey, um, we should address somewhat the elephant in the room. What's that? Uh, in terms of when we recorded last week, it was the night before Her Majesty the Queen died. So we didn't mention the passing of the Queen, given that the uh, last episode uh, you know, went up on on Sunday. Yeah. It would have been pretty obvious that that. Um, so and we're just I'm sure to- our fans from around the world are really waiting for our take on this. <laughs> really, really well, I waiting. I just got to say, I mean, it, it, it's still. I was a little shocked the next morning. To no, be honest with you, I not feeling anything, literally nothing. Okay, and that's very strange because I probably should. My parents are English. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I like. Robin Williams dying hit me more than the Queen. And I don't know. I was thinking about it because I was like, there's all this footage and I've seen little bits and pieces of it and it's a bad thing. But she's in her 90s, super rich, surrounded by all these people and had a very long, fulfilling life. So I think from that point of view, my brain's just like, it's okay. Yeah, 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 and and I, I I agree with all of that. That that sounds pretty good. But or I'm getting cold and heartless in my old age. <laughs> well, there it is. That too. Um, but what is your thought on the future of the monarchy now? Because I know Abenesi, um in in Australia is talking about oh we get a time for the republic thing again because they had a republic vote. I think it was ninety ninety nine or nine. It might oh. have been earlier than that in Australia. Um, to kick out the royals. And and it, they voted no, don't kick out the royals type, whatever the wording was, um, sig- by a significant number. Yeah. But with King Charles... I don't know. I think they'd have to do a very good public uh, education about what the benefits would be. Yeah. Because I don't that's know. That's the thing. I mean, if I was in Australia, I'm not, but if I was in Australia, yeah. I wouldn't want an Australian head of state because... Well, they'd be Australian. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's like that when you're within the thing. Uh, uh, Jamie Oxley. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but no, you, you know what I mean. Uh, like 
part of the the cool thing about the queen was it's a figurehead, like right, it doesn't yes. mean anything. No, but it's good that she's outside of New Zealand. She's outside of the politics. Yeah, yeah. If you got anybody inside of New Zealand and you said they're the figurehead of the country now, yeah, then they it's just open to them putting all sorts of politics and and yeah, I just don't like it. No. Uh, and talking about our politics and stuff, uh, see we're uh, whatever level nothing for uh, COVID now. You can wear yeah, a mask, yeah, yeah, lick yeah. door handles, do whatever you want. <laughs> I was <laughs> don't, don't judge my licking door handles. <laughs> There's some angry people out there, Chris, and I came across one at Taco Bell last week. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a ma- I had a mask on, and I went up to get my order, and he had no mask. And he goes, "This is before they got rid of all the stuff," and I would say. 75% of people going into Taco Bell had a mask on and taking off to eat. And he turns to me. I went to get napkins. That's what I went up there for. And he goes, oh, you know there's no virus anymore, eh, mate? I don't know where that. I was like, okay. And just walked away. I think it's just um, good manners to me. Uh, courtesy was the, the it thing. It doesn't affect him at all. Who cares? Him yeah, and yeah. his wife were not the best-looking specimens of health. Like, if <laughs> anyone was going to drop dead... From a global pandemic, probably should have been this dude. Yeah. Uh, but- I, I, it was funny because the day before that announcement, I walked to the Foursquare yeah. and I'd forgotten my mask. First time I'd done that for a while. I, yeah. I'd done it before and got partway and come home and grabbed it. And, but I got all the way there and went, oh, crap. I thought it was in my back pocket, mm. but it wasn't there. So I walked in and went, I don't have a mask. I was thinking she'd give me one and she just goes, go in. Yeah. And that, that was the day before they changed. There's the quite a few before. people still had masks on at the supermarket the last couple of days and places I've been. I, I, I used it today. I, I had my mask on. So we haven't got to the point where um, people are going crazy about it. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's personal. It's personal choice. Whatever. Um, you wanted to mention something about us, the Spotify. Uh, yeah. Uh, we uh, when we went to see North Spur, the amazing Kiwi film that we just talked about at the start. Uh, we caught up with Jamie, or you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you you roped me in at the end to tell me that there was some sort of technical problem with this podcast. My favourite type of problem to tell with. <laughs> yeah, this is what we call passing the baton. No. So basi- Hospital pass. So basically, uh, Jamie was saying, like, we, we've dropped off Spotify and it's probably due to our um, change of host. But he referenced a podcast episode, which he said was the last one that he could remember that was on Spotify. And that was well before we did the switch. So I think Spotify just screwed us. Anyway, this is what you have to do, right? You go to a special website that Spotify has, and I have to claim our podcast. Now, to do that, I have to put in our podcast feed, and we have a new podcast feed with our new podcast host, which is fine. But our new podcast host likes to look after us, and they let me obfuscate our email address. So hide our actual email address so scammy scammers can't just contact us from the RSS feed of our podcast, right? This is not good enough for Spotify. It's good enough for everybody else. Everybody else in the world can send me an email via this fake email address, but not Spotify. So Spotify is like, you have to change it to your actual email address and turn that off. Because they are, the email address we've got is this one. It's the Chris and Sam podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email or a photo. So I was like, yep, I've done that, but your system does not send me an email. And it goes, on the page it goes, if we can't send this, we'll send it to the uh, other email that we've got, whatever that means. No email from Spotify at all. So I'm talking to Spotify, and they're like, no, you have to go and change this thing. And I'm like, I've changed this thing. 
they're like, well, you're emailing us from this email address, so we've done a good thing for you, and we've done it manually. Here's your link. Okay, Spotify, I don't believe you. Anyway, so now we have a special Spotify page, and I can look at Spotify-only statistics. Oh, nice. There's quite a few people listen to us on there, so hello. It's pretty good. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I sorted... Do you, do you use Spotify? No. No, I don't either. No, uh, so I sorted them out. I've submitted to iHeartRadio. We've updated in Google Podcasts, and because once I did one, they all started emailing me and go, claim your podcast, claim your podcast. So it set off a chain reaction somehow. Yeah. Anyway, that might be an ACAST thing, right? Possibly. They, they, they may have just all caught up at the same time. Through that, yeah. Um, I didn't even know there was a Google podcast. Oh, I, you, you, no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Jamie. Uh, shout out to you. I hope you're getting all the podcast episodes. And uh, whoever's getting the double ones or multiples, good on you. <laughs> um, all right, I got some. Let's go with a lighthearted one to start with. Um, where, where's the problem come in when you um, take a bus to go and see your girlfriend? Um, you fall asleep on the bus, I'm going to guess, and you end up in another country. Nope. Okay. Um, but mine. this is a Piliandala bus depot, but it's in the States, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think it's... Oh, no, maybe it's not. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's not in the States. Um, <laughs> where is I don't it? even know where it is. Okay. I find the country. Okay. It's in anyway, a country that's not New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. It's not New Zealand. All right. So... Um, a group of bus drivers operating from the Piliadala bus depot had arrived at the depot to watch the finals of the Asia Cup 2022 uh, together the last night. Okay. And the group parked the buses at the bus depot, went to purchase some food and watched the cricket match at another location. Yep. Um, and then upon re- returning, one driver realised that his bus was missing. <laughs> <laughs> called the police. So, meanwhile, a 15-year-old was like, oh, I'm going to go and see my girlfriend, goes to catch a bus and realise all the buses have stopped running, and then he looks at all the buses and sees the igni- keys in the ignition on one. So he drives the bus to his girlfriend's place and then uh, has his date or whatever, and then he's driving home and the cops caught him. Matt, I can't think of anything worse. can't think of anything worse to try and steal. I know. He's 15 years old. Good on him. <laughs> taking the bus. Whole new meaning to taking a bus. I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, what do, you, what do you got? I'm trying to find something on my phone. I've saved all the stuff, but not where it should be. Now, you put Baby Shark on there, and I've got Baby Shark's thing. Is this because they forced uh, Oklahoma inmate yep. to listen to uh, Baby Shark on a loop nonstop? And he went to sue them. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but that, the reason, and that was a while ago, him and several others. Yeah. But that guy just turned up dead the other day. Oh, in his I cell, see. Yeah. And they don't know why. Of but, course they don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, it hasn't got to the coroner yet. Oh, Hey, poor have dude. you heard about this retirement home? Um, now, this is in, this is another Asian one, I think. Um, op- it's opening slowly. Okay. I'll okay. Go. So, go. Yep. So, um, a nursing home is, is apologising. So the Taoyan Veterans Home um, in Taiwan, uh, it's a state-run facility for retired military personnel, um, got an adult entertainer in for a steamy show to celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival, which is an important holiday in the Chinese culture. And um, video of the raunchy performance, which took place last Thursday, was filmed by 
a contestant it says but i don't know what i saw the video yeah. but didn't know what it was and i don't know how i saw the video okay i haven't seen the video the kinky clip shows a masked erotic dancer yep. dressed in lacy lingerie giving an older man a lap dance it, i think he was in a wheelchair he was yes. um and pushing her, her breasts into his face however the man doesn't seem to find it a problem and can he be seen very squeezing happy. the woman's yeah. belongings is what they've written here as she squirms her body enthusiastically other nursing home residents clapped enthusiastically and seemed to enjoy the show. Um, but when the uh, video hit the <laughs> internet, uh, there was a lot of problems and, yeah, they had to issue an apology. Um, I mean, it's, it, first of all, these are retired servicemen, so this is not the first lap dance they've ever seen. That's right, that's and right. And secondly, how do you sign up for this rest home? <laughs> Because this sounds great. <laughs> uh, I was a little bit exist, um, over the top on that. No, you're fine. Hey, uh, I, there's some videos coming out recently. I, I love them for some reason. I think it's just funny, um, but probably not really. Hey, in Afghanistan, when the Americans left, they had, they just got out real quick. So they left, bun- uh, left a bunch of stuff behind. So the um, Taliban are like jumping into Black Hawk helicopters and trying to fly them. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're just you just get these videos of them flying across, and then they just slam into the ground and blow up. <laughs> I, I do remember them saying, oh, we've got a lot of stuff left there. We can't take it with us, um, but it'll, it can't really be used. It'll just fall apart really quickly. Yes. Is what they said. So I'm not sure. But, um, the, you know, changing subject real quick, but the Russians, because um, Ukraine, at, at the point we're talking now, Ukraine's just spent the last 24, 48 hours really pushing the Russians back. Yeah. And they're leaving a lot of stuff, and they're just repainting those tanks, and, whoa, we got more tanks to chase the Russians with. Did you see the clip of the Russian tank, like, driving away from a bunch of Ukrainians as fast as possible? And no. there were some people on the side of the road, and I don't know if they lobbed a grenade. I'm not sure what happened, but they... Must have killed the people in the tank, and the tank's just going along by itself, and then it just turns and goes straight into a tree, demolishes this tree, and it just stops. And these people were, like, laying in ditches doing something? No, what they were I, doing. I saw a bit of a news clip, and they had uh, special force, Ukrainian special forces ambushing something, but it was a pretty short clip, or it wasn't the whole clip they showed, so yeah. that could have been part of that. Um, talking about um, deadly and evil. Um, what do we got? Kangaroos. Oh, okay. <laughs> what have they been doing? Have you heard it? So this is uh, Western Australia. Um, yep. So a man's died after a kangaroo attacked him, uh, which wasn't just the only problem. So this, I think it was a 77-year-old guy yeah. who um, apparently had this kangaroo as a quote-unquote pet. Uh, he was a family man. A family member had found the man with serious injuries from a kangaroo attack. Um, they called the paramedics, but the kangaroo would not let the paramedics near this guy, uh, and the police were called and had to shoot the kangaroo. Unfortunately, that was too late to save the guy's life, and he died. Man, they're like crazy strong and scary. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we don't have anything like that around here. Uh, they. What did I read the other day? It was um, it was something to do with, was it something to do with Moa and the local Māori? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, nah, lost it. <laughs> the cost of Bitcoin to the environment. Uh, this cr- this blew me away, actually. <clears throat> so there's a, a new story here. I won't go through the whole thing, but just the basic uh, deal is that um, 
Bitcoin miners in Texas yeah. are estimated to use enough energy mining Bitcoin that would be the equivalent of powering 240,000 homes. Yeah, it's crazy. That's just in Texas. Because uh, some of those Bitcoiners have taken over old power stations. It's crazy, And they've right? rigged it up and they've got like... Yeah, and just shoveling coal for, for Bitcoin because that's how they're getting the power there. Mm. They're not getting it from water, hydroelectric, because Texas has got bugger all water. Like, mo- I, I cannot get over how bad the water crisis is, is becoming. And if people can't see it now, like I've been looking at it for years, it's going to get real bad in the next five years, I tell you. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's definitely crazy out there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, here's here's, here's a a somewhat amusing one. Um, Have you heard about the chess player from um, the St. Louis Chess Club? No. What what have they done? The dude is called Hans... Gruber. Hans Niemann. Um, And he's... He's a grandmaster, but he was the lowest ranked grandmaster. Uh, am uh, I supposed to be impressed by that or not? I don't know. <laughs> um, but Magnus Carlsen, thirty-one, is like uh, like the number one ranked grandmaster. Okay. I think from Norway, and and he's played this Hans guy a couple of times, and basically pretty much always build, beat him. And this other guy beat him once or something online. Yeah. Um, and anyway, they 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 had a, a match. And um, Neiman beat Carlson um, a bunch of times in a row. And everybody's like, what's going on? How can he be doing this? Because he was like so totally out of it. So he's been accused of using anal beads. No, no, to do what? (laughs) To cheat. So somebody is is helping him by looking at a computer because the computer yeah, can beat I, the guy. Okay, yeah. And then signaling with the vibrations. Oh, okay, yeah. So yep, that he okay. will get the moves and doing that. Um, Good. Now, I have to say, this is an allegation at this point. I bet it is. Nobody's butt searched him, as far as I know. <laughs> and, and, and what? I don't <laughs> Do you reckon they hear this weird, like, slight hum vibration sound? Like, what's that? He goes, I don't know, what? Why, why are you not sitting still? You seem very yeah. agitated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. I, too, could be a uh, grandmaster, I think, uh, if I'm willing to. Yeah, well, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> you got anything else there? I've got something to – well, I want to end the podcast with this, but we've got a couple go, – what I'll do you go, got? I'll go with another one then. Okay. Um, so the skeleton of a female vampire was unearthed in a cemetery of Poland. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Yeah, it, it was a suspected va- vampire. So there's a couple of things oh, – it's opened up a video. Oh, so um, it's um, archaeologists – so it's not like just a random thing. Archaeologists okay. at a cemetery in Poland – uh, come across this thing. It's remains of a woman with a sickle around her neck and a triangular padlock on her foot at the grave site. Okay. So she's been buried like that. Yep. Uh, the farming tool, the sickle, according to ancient beliefs, was supposed to prevent the deceased person thought to be a vampire from t- returning to, from the dead. Presumably, they sit up and cut their head off. <laughs> Hey, hey, the simple solutions work well, okay? Yeah, no. You don't uh, want to rig up a shotgun or you know, anything like that. Well, okay. yeah, what does the padlock that? do? Do we know? Does it say when, what year that was? Hang on, it has got the year here somewhere. When it, she was buried? Yeah, yeah, because it's, uh, 
I don't think they had shotguns back there. Mm. Uh, Might have to stock up on some sickles just in case. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I can't find the date now. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. And um, it's pretty rare for them to find these. Um, they knew they are a, a thing. But he, uh, the, the guy, Polinsky, the um, archaeologist, like, such a discovery, especially here in Poland, it's astonishing, especially now, centuries later. Pure astonishment. I don't know Mario or Luigi were there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, so that was great. That was great. Pure astonishment. Pure but astonishment. That, that just cracked me up. It doesn't sound like I'm sure they would have come across something like that before, maybe. I don't know. Hey, I've got a question for you. We'll round off the podcast with this. Here's a thought experiment for you. You have to collect pine nuts from a tree. How do you do that? Pine nuts. Do you? I'm assuming they're up in the tree. I guess. Yep, in the pine cone or wherever the hell they are, pine nuts. How yep. would you get them down? Climb up and pull them off or shake the tree. What about if you had a hydrogen balloon that lifted you up <laughs> and then the tether broke and then you flew 200 miles away and you're from China? I heard about that, actually. I, d- I was not sure that it was real, so I didn't. I don't know either, but it's a very interesting story. They said the last guy's name is Hu, and his partner were collecting uh, pine nuts on Sunday, and they lost control of the balloon and sailed off. The other person jumped to the ground, and then they started searching for him. It took two days until they found him, where he reached the ground about 200 miles away in a different region. He was in good health, apart from a pain in his lower back, Possibly from standing the entire time he was in the air. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be nightmarish, wouldn't it? But it seems like that's a long way to go to get pine nuts when you've got a hydrogen balloon that can lift you. Seems a bit of overkill, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, honestly, I don't know. Uh, and I... I suppose, if they, are they just at the very tippy top of the tree? Maybe? I don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know about the story, <laughs> and there's a lot of things I don't want to research. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. there well, we go. If, if you guys uh, have some ideas on that, then uh, you can let us know, because our 400th episode is coming up, and we, 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 we want to hear from you, is basically it. I'm not going to go through the details now. We will we'll, let you we'll know let, next let week. We'll let you know next week. Yeah. But I'm just going to leave you with that teaser. And we are going to close this out uh, after our sign-off with uh, the closing karakia. Um, so, but we can sign that off. Yes. Uh, yeah, we can do that now if you want. Ka whakaira titapu. Kia watia ai ti ara. Kia tūruki whakataha ai Kia tūruki whakataha ai. Huye taikie. Okay, that was great. We didn't edit, we didn't edit that in after the fact. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out, thechristensandpodcast.com. Share with your friend. And uh, we will see you next week. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that felt weird to do it in the record. <laughs> we screwed that up. Uh, do you want to do that again? No. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.